For a Parsha that's named Chai Sara, our Parsha this week spends seemingly between little and no time at all actually discussing the life of Sarah. And it's hard to accept that Chai Sara is named as it is merely due to the fact that the Parsha apparently picks up with Sarah Imena's death, because after all, the Torah didn't have to go out of its way to elaborate at all on Sarah's death. Because if you look around, you'll find a handful of important deaths that are just glossed over in the Torah that aren't even mentioned. And if it was time for the Torah narrative to sort of move on and discuss other matters, the Torah should not have ever even humored the idea of a Sarah tribute before fleeing the topic in what looks like this biblical hidden run. The Torah didn't have to mention it at all. But the fact that the Torah issues this shout-out before moving on suggests that perhaps the Torah was not really ready to completely move on from the life of Sarah just because she passed away. And what that suggests, perhaps, is that we shouldn't either. What's ironic, though, is that the Torah hardly records a eulogy or obituary for Sarah Imenu. Though we are told that Avraham, in fact, eulogized her, the Torah only gave the time and space to record her age at her death and the business exchange for her final resting place in this world. The question is, where in Chaye Sarah is the due honor and the quote-unquote last respects why would the Torah go to such lengths to discuss her burial arrangements and give only a passing reference to the fact that Avram eulogized her? Why does the Torah unceremoniously walk away from Sarah and simply move on to the next generation as though she ends up becoming old news? So why doesn't the Torah afford Sarah a eulogy? Perhaps the beginning to an answer might be to explain as follows. There are really two ways to depict a person's lasting importance. The first is that one can verbally attest to another's impact, and we can just take that person's word for it. Right? That happens at funerals all the time. And that's the basic format for the eulogy, which we might have expected to find but did not find here in Chai Sara. But the other way to communicate a person's significance is in a way that perhaps only the Torah could, and that is to actually portray life in that person's absence, after that person's passing, and let the impact of that person's absence and, its, and that person's legacy play out in real time. And then that person's impact will speak for itself. And if you think about it, this is actually the most appropriate way to deliver a hesped, a hesped, a eulogy. If you switch around the letters, you have the word hefsid, which means a loss. More than just talking about the individual, a true hesped will be delivered in the form of a hefsid, explaining and describing how, how one is impacted by the loss, what is lost in this person's absence. And in fact, perhaps in a certain sense, that's what the Torah is trying to do here. The Torah could have just assured us that Sarah Imenu was an incredible woman of tremendous virtue and valor. And we might have trusted the Torah at its word, but instead, the Torah depicts the life of Sarah by showing us life after Sarah, the impact that she made after her physical lifetime. We're first told that in her physical lifetime, she lived 127 years. But again, that number would only quantify her physical lifetime. But life after Sarah reveals an impact that is eternal and could therefore not possibly be quantified with a number. Sarah's importance to Avraham is demonstrated by those seemingly mundane efforts that Avraham goes through to secure her final resting place. 
right, from the plain read of Avraham's exchange with Ephron, Avraham didn't need to expend much effort at all. And Ephron ostensibly offered not even to charge him a cent. But perhaps like a gadol in search of the most beautiful and expensive esrog, Avraham wanted to buy Sarah's burial plot for everything it was worth because her honor to him was priceless. The incredible display of Kavadomes perhaps says everything that we would need to know about the value of the person whom that mace once was. And yet, Sarah's honor is manifest even further beyond her funeral. Not only was she escorted from this world in a display of honor, but her legacy was secured and perpetuated in a most delicate task in the subsequent narrative, when Eliezer searches for a wife for Yitzchak. Indeed, Eliezer's search for Rivka was not just a quest to marry off Yitzchak, as much as it was a quest to crown the next matriarch of monotheism, to fill the incredible void and vacancy of Sarah Imenu. And this much is actually evidenced by the Torah plainly, as the Chumash states that Rivka entered the tent of Sarah. And somewhat of what you might think of as a Cinderella story, despite having been brought up in a spiritually unflattering home, the exceptionally virtuous Rivka's feet fit perfectly into Sarah's glass slippers, as it were, so that she could carry on Sarah's eternal legacy as the partner in the Abrahamic mission of spreading God's word to the world. Though we can learn quite a lot about a person from the person's lifetime, and maybe plenty more from the spoken word following that person's death, what we can learn and feel in the person's absence is perhaps the most immeasurable. That is because, once again, the legacy and the impact of that individual will speak for itself.